What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Keela G. And it's your boy, A. Alexander. And we back at it with episode 84 of... Not Your Auntie's Podcast, the greatest podcast in the motherfucking world. Yes, yes, and I am the auntie. And I am the greatest nephew in the fucking world. Yes, and we are here on this bright, sunny Sunday, I'll enjoying it. It is beautiful outside. It makes, it makes you want to go play soccer before the uh, football game, I'm not going to lie. Right, before the second name of <laughs> football, football right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right, it is Super Bowl Sunday. I cannot wait to get these Super Bowl festivities started. I know mm. all this pregame been on TV all day. I can only watch so much of it, though, mm. for real, for real. But um, I'm excited to this Super Bowl. It should be a great game. Like I said, I don't have no dog in this fight or anything like that. Mm. And I, it's not the Lions or Tampa Bay, which was my secondary team um, with the Warren because I love them since Warren sat. But I just want a good game. Um, I do think. The Eagles will win. Okay. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. But what about you? Uh, I fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. Okay. You know, I got them winning it. Um, I think I'm not putting no money on this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want the Eagles to win. But the way the offensive threat of Patrick Mahomes and his weapons, yeah, it's a, you have to outscore them. And I'm not saying Eagles got a great defense. So, you know, right. Defense so, that's why it should be a good game. Right. That's why I was like, it's it yeah, a great a defense game. against a great the offense. Who's going to? Who going to win that matchup? Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm looking forward to seeing it. So hopefully it is a good game and not a blowout, unexpected blowout. So mm-hmm. I just hope we have to watch it to the last few minutes to see if yeah. a winning drive, a winning field goal, something. So that will be super dope if that happens. Yeah, I, I hope it's a game like that where it's a, a very close game or – you know, something entertaining and not like the that one year where the Denver Broncos played the Seahawks and it was a blowout. Yeah. That, it that was, was like, terrible. It, it makes it, <laughs> you like, all right, now. Nah. Yeah, well, you, you got to find when something else to watch. the first play of the game is when you fumble on goal line and get a safety, that's all oh, game yeah. over. Just, and then you have this. to find something else to watch. Right. But being that it's a Super Bowl mm-hmm. Sunday, nothing new is on, nothing. nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh so, me and you have something in common. What's up? We both have best friends or really good friends, whatever you want to call it, that's the opposite sex. Yeah. And I know we always hear that you can't be um, friends with the opposite sex as far as a platonic relationship mm-hmm. or never had done anything yeah. with the opposite sex. And me and you both have that in common. Like, we have best friends or really good friends that are the opposite sex, and we've never had any type of dealings with them right right it's just friendship right and mine's been over it's been 10 years or so it's been a while i don't know yeah i think it's been over 15 years matter of fact 15 years something like that with me and say um, mine's been 14 years mine has been 14 years with my best friend mariah um she just had my godson shout out to my godson but like um yeah i've been friends with her for since freshman year of high school, but her mom and my mom go way back. They was best friends in middle school. So, like, that's just, like, my dog. We talk shit about everything. I, I can come to her about certain things. But, like, you know, there is that thing that's, you know, people say that you can't have that platonic relationship with the opposite sex. I think that, you know, sure, there's certain things that have with human nature where it's like, you know, you can say that. But when you actually step out your 
your mind and actually think about the person as a person, mm-hmm. as a human being, then you can actually have that connection in that relationship. You can't always think with your dick all the time or with your coochie. You know, <laughs> sex. But, you know, it's just best friends are, are good. And to have one of the opposite sex, sometimes they're good for you because they can either tell you what you're doing wrong and give you that other perspective of the women or of the men. Yeah, I agree. I do appreciate that friendship. I really do because it does give you a different opinion or a different perspective, like you said. Um, I I don't think everyone can have a friend of the opposite sex. Yeah, no. Opposite Hell sex no. because it depends on that person. But I don't think everyone has that maturity level to have that. And it is hard in a way where when you meet somebody that um, like a for a relationship you meet. I meet a guy, you meet a girl, sometimes that person may be intimidated that you have a really good friend that's the opposite sex, especially when your friend is a nice looking person Mm -hmm. or whatever. And because they can't see, oh, you can't be cool with somebody and Mm -hmm. not have anything going on. It is is hard. It is hard. Like, so I know a lot of people, um, this this happened, I came up in conversation at work and it was like, could you have, uh, could you have your significant other have a best friend or a good friend of the opposite sex, or how would you feel about that? And it's like I have a best friend who I've been best friends with mm-hmm. for years. She has been married. Now the first husband ain't like me. He never met me though. But the new new dude, he knows me. He, mm-hmm. He's met me. So it's like you got to know that this friendship has been before them. Okay. Right. Now if this happened afterwards, I can see where you can have that, like, you know, that, that issue or that problem where it's like, why are you getting so closely or connected to this person after we've been dating? What haven't I done? You know, there can be that jealousy or, um, or that insecurity, I should say. But when you've known this person before you started dating that other person, that's like their lifetime. Right. Yeah. That's their best friend. You can't, yeah, you can't just cut friendships exactly. off, especially when it's not a bad friendship exactly. or it's not toxic or anything right. like that. It's like, I think that's what we value most is friendships. And when you have authentic, natural friendships, you yeah. got to hold on to them, you know, because every, everyone, you don't keep the same friends years over year without them being true or loyal to you. You right. know, like, you know, as you grow, you have, you have really good friends mm-hmm. in high school and it's not that y'all not cool now. It's, it's like, it's y'all grew, grew apart. apart. Yeah, we grew and apart. like, if I see you was cool, but to have a good friendship where you talk consistently I mean, maybe not every day, but once or twice a week, yeah. you know, you got each other back. You need something. I got your back, vice versa. You don't find that whether it's in the same sex or opposite sex, you just got to appreciate it, which I do, you mm-hmm. know, but I, I think is, I think, I don't think everybody can do it. Um, I think, like I said, you have to have that certain maturity level from you and your um, significant Friendship, other, yeah. um, just to understand what friendship is. So I, that's my opinion on that. I, I mean, like I said, I'll always am always love my best friend and like that she gonna always be in my life i tell women all the time like if i'm starting to get serious talking to a woman or something like that i will let them know that i have a best friend i will show them a picture of my best friend and that's when that's when it always starts the problem when you actually show them what your best friend looks oh, like because yeah. they think just because your best friend is beautiful my best friend is beautiful there's no like you know i ain't trying to get on or nothing like that i've been best friends with her for years but she is but women I talk to or date, they'll see that and they expect something to be happening between us because of that. No, that's just my friend. You feel me? What she looks like or anything. I know her because of her personality and who she is. How long she's had my back. You know, if I was doing dumb stuff with girls, i go to her for advice. Yeah. If she's doing dumb stuff with dudes, she come to me for advice. So, right. you know, it's that type of relationship. But some people don't understand that or have that maturity level to understand that, hey, I'm telling you this is just my friend. I promise you this is just my friend. But a lot of people can't accept that. Like, hey, 
Yeah. Ain't nothing going on. I promise you that. True. <laughs> true. True. Ain't yeah. Going on. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta be honest and upfront. That's all. That's all. Yeah, I was reading. I know. Uh, I was reading something, and it was about uh, we all know the Migos, right? Mm-hmm. So it was about their um, the label that they're signed to, which is Quality Control. Um, so the Quality Control, their their um, artists are the Migos, Lil Baby, City Girls, and um, Lil Yachty. So they just sold um, sold Quality Control to it's called Hype. Um, so there is another another record label or entertainment company for three hundred million dollars. Um, and the CEO of Hype is Scooter Bronson. And Scooter Bronson, he managed Justin Bieber, um, Ariana, Ariana Grande, and um, Demi Lovato. So I was just saw that. I was like, that's a lot, $300 million. But I was like, do you think I would have thought the Migos catalog, um, catalog was worth more than $300 million? Or maybe, maybe not. Why? Justin Bieber catalog only worth $200 million. Yeah, Why would saw, you think the Migos but worth I mean, more than that? What <laughs> I'm saying think? is... Maybe Why? the Migos, Lil Baby, Lil Yachty, and City Girls. All together, I think the catalog should be worth more than $300 million. Yeah. I do think that. All of those artists and everything put together, I think the whole catalog should be more than $300 million. Yeah. But just... Justin Bieber sold his shit for two hundred. dollars so Was that, it 200 or $250? $200 million. Even okay. if it's $250 million, there's... I love Migos. This his, is Black his, History um, Month, and I get that. But the thing come is, how much of his catalog he own, does he own? Because a lot of times when we sell our catalog, like say you produced the song, did the beat, mm. and I wrote the song, I, I so the credit is only fifty percent. However it goes, you might get fifty percent because you produced and made the beat, and I get fifty percent. So your might yours might be called Alexander Publishing, and mine might be Keela Publishing. Mm. So I may have just sold. Keela Publishing to whatever company for two hundred million, but you still got, you still gonna get your royalties for whatever the right. song play, however whatever percentage you are. So I think that's the difference too. Is like two fifty, but maybe I was only getting thirty percent of the royalties. So whatever royalties I used to get for this these songs. So are you saying he's only getting that thirty percent of that two fifty? No, what I'm saying is that's only the thirty percent of the value. Yeah. So let's say it's worth um, a billion. Let's just say yeah. a billion because it's two hundred, whatever. Because that's even though that's a multiple right. five and not right. six. Let's just say a yeah. billion. All right. So it's twenty percent. Let's say a billion. All right. So let's say it's worth a billion, but he's only getting two hundred uh, million because he only. I'm only selling what my portion of my okay. or the music is. So that's I just thought is about that, that how that works though. Yeah, because so it's publishing. You're selling. I'm your, talking about as far as catalog. Not just not. I understand the publishing part. I'm talking as far as me selling my catalog. That's publishing. That how it works. If my catalog, if all my songs are worth uh, two hundred million or something like that, and you're saying that if I I have these deals where I only get like a penny every time it plays on the radio or something like that or whatever, and I have the other percentage of that. But like you gotta think, Beast by Dre had that deal, right? And he was a, a billion dollar man, but he only got a third of that because of the other people he had, even though it sold for that. For that one billion. Well, no. When I sell my catalog, it all depends. So it might it might have been that where I'm selling it for two fifty, but if I own like if I produce out of this two fifty, if I produce ten of those songs, I and it's I may get a percent. I'm not one hundred percent sure. That's that's what I was saying. But I don't know. It may be that where it's it includes the entire catalog, where it's a hundred percent of the publisher, or it may be 
his portion of the publishing right. is worth two hundred and fifty million dollars. Right. But that's why that's why I was, yeah. So I don't know how that confusion. works. That's, that's why I was like, because yeah. the whole Beats by Dre thing was it it was worth over a billion or however much it was. Yeah. But he only got a third of that because he only owned that thirty three percent of it. Yeah. So they get so with this quality control deal, I know they sold the label right. to them. So because that was theirs. But I don't know. Like a lot of times when people sign these record deals, they sign their. Um, their publishing or their um, masters right. over, so that's what the masters is. I don't own this, right? Shit. right. That's the so master. they sign it over because you get in a deal and you don't think long term. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you maybe knew you might sign your masters over for five to ten years, mm-hmm. but after ten years, they're mine mm-hmm. yeah. or something like that. So, I don't know how this is going to work out. Like, hopefully, it works out well because I was reading too out of the 300, they got 250 million dollars and then 50 million dollars in stock. So Hype is a Korean company, yeah. so they probably involved in a lot of other, other things. Stuff too, yeah. And it might be coming up. They might be trying to do something like a um, a streaming type right. thing or something like that, where you get more deals. And then if they're a Korean company, I don't know if that would help the music from the Migos. I'm pretty. I know they're worldwide, mm-hmm. but it may even put more more ears on their music in the Korean fan base. Right. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Yeah. It, as far as little baby city girls and all that, but because you know, it's true. we also have to take into consideration that you know, just because certain a lot of people are prominent and you know popular and make the music that's popular, and I'm they talking to the streets. I'm not denouncing their greatness mm-hmm. or anything when I say this statement. I'm, what I'm trying to say is just because they seem like they worth twenty thirty million does that does not mean oh, their yeah. net worth is that twenty to thirty million. So you can say Migos may have that hundred million dollar catalog. But in reality, it's probably worth fifty million, or and they still like got to split it between exactly. three or whatever. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Them signing, putting the label over to Hype, which is the owner of the label, right. Hype is Korean. So what I'm saying, they might help get more popularity overseas in Korea. You know, right. like right, the, right. that's what I'm saying. Where it could get more. It's just yeah. like so, like when you invest in the stocks, kind of. Yeah. So like say. Uh, stock is a thousand dollars on the market. They're not saying the the company is worth that. Yeah. They don't have that much money on in reserves right now. Yeah. It's just how much they're valued because of the stock market, because of the stock yeah. prices. So yeah. So we'll see. I I just thought it was interesting. Like I would have thought they, because I was trying to read find an article where they didn't sell. It's more like a um partnership because a partnership and selling your company is kind of two different, things. different, yeah, things. Two different so things. So I was just seeing if it's a difference because I wouldn't mind doing a partnership with somebody where you still own your IP and mm-hmm. um, everything, but you just work with this company, somebody who has money willing to give you money, but you still own your whole stuff. Mm-hmm. But both of you make money together. Yeah. You know? I mean, so. I still need a little percentage off the top too. Yeah. I mean, if but yeah, giving me money, of course they want to give you a little, right. But it may the put more money what they expected mm-hmm. in there. We just need, sometimes you just need the backing. Right. So, right. yeah. Cause a lot of these, a lot of people do partnerships. Like, like I take Kevin Hart all the time. He always partners with somebody. He's yeah. popular, right? So it's like, okay, you coming to me with a deal, yeah, but I want a percentage of it because you coming to me because I'm Kevin Hart. So You're I'm right. a partner with you and put my sta- name on it. And I'm a partner with you, but I'm you making, I'm allowing, yeah. Too, yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, like he, like I heartbeat partner with Netflix. Is Netflix is like the distribution company, right. but you paying me is. however much money. And then I'm making and producing these films, so right. to put it on your platform to make your streams go up. So, so that's that's what I look at it like that. Like I would prefer to do a partnership, and maybe it depends on how much you value your company. You may have always wanted to sell it. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you, 
once it gets valued at a hundred million dollars, I'm selling. Maybe yeah. that's you know. It is. It is a lot of work going into that. A lot oh, yeah. of work. A lot of work. And some people can't get burnt out trying to start something mm-hmm. from the ground up. And you know, when you have that thing where it's, it's yours and you're gonna pass it down to your kids and stuff like that, it may not be ran how you want it to run. So it's like, look. I did all this, and I know off $100 million, we're going to be good, or $300 million for their instinct. Yeah. We're going to be good. Like I'm going to be good. I know they're going to be taken then, care of because they still going to be making yeah. money and shit like that. And then that, you so. started from the bottom with exactly. nothing, and you pretty exactly. much only got four artists on here, and we able to get $300 million or $250 million. I wonder, right. did they get break the artists off some money? And I still, and depending on the contract, I still might get a small percentage of yeah. sales of this, this, or this, right? Definitely. So I'm still going to be eating regardless. Definitely, yeah. I get it. I get that. So I just want to touch base on that. Put a little hip hop news up here on this podcast here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? We are black. It's Black History Month, so we got to, you know, come on to black people. <laughs> yeah. So you got to hang out with your sibling or your sister, not one of your siblings. Uh, one of my siblings are, is in college at Grand Valley, so I didn't see her. But my other sibling, I did see, and I saw my little cousins, uh, the village people, mm-hmm. or as I like to call them, my free birth control. Uh, yeah. I got a two and three year old, ones whose birthday is um, a, a day after mine, I think, and another one whose birthday is a day is in May. But they are very, 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 very um, fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I walk in the door at my mom's house, all I hear is Akko. <laughs> yeah. So how is it being the oldest sibling and kicking it with your youngest sibling? Uh, it's a love-hate relationship or no, so all love? No, so sibling relationships to me have always been funny, okay? Because it's like... No, I'm not going to get you that water downstairs, but if you needed a kidney or you need to go kill somebody, guess what? We're going to do it. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, We're going to go ride on these people. You feel me? And I think, you know, that sibling relationships are like the funniest thing in the world. They are. Hilarious. Um, some people call their brothers and sisters bitch, you know, that's just mm-hmm. they, they how they do. talk to each they other, do. you feel mm-hmm. me? Um, sometimes you walk around and you put up the middle finger at your sibling. Yeah. I, I'm the brother who walk into your room, I turn on the light if it's off, I knock stuff over, you know, I g- gently place it down just cause. Because you don't want nothing to break. No, nah, yeah, I gently place it down just cause, and then I come tap you on your head and I walk back out. And then turn mm-hmm. off the lights right after I turned it back on. Or if your door was closed, I just leave the door open. Just like just to mess with you. That's yeah. just like the sibling annoyance type well, of relationship. Well, I was a sibling. We'd get in an argument and then I pull a knife on you. But then I lie to mama for you too. Exactly. <laughs> so it was just like, because I, I was reading something on Twitter. They was like, well, if you ain't never pulled a knife on your sibling, especially if y'all were closer in age, yeah, I, ain't I don't know if you, you live. I ain't never had a and knife I, pulled on me. That just bring back memories <laughs> like on the bathroom door on our old street. If you ever saw in that bathroom door, it was like holes in the bathroom door. That's because we'd be in the bathroom and then somebody would be throwing knives at the door. Like that was just dumb. That was just yeah, dumb. Kill each other like we had thing, this bar man. stool. I threw the knife in the bar stool. It was just dumb, but it was like that rage was so funny. And then it was like, and then it'd be funny when your cousins, Come on. brothers and sister, two brothers and sister, and they get into an argument. And you, we ain't fighting this time, but we watching them, and you gotta be like, all right, y'all, separate, calm, separate. calm down, yeah, calm, calm down. down. But that jump be funny. You know, that's too. how y'all be in yeah. there. <laughs> that jump be funny, and then they pulling up, be like, chill out, chill out. That jump, yeah, that was our slum. But it was never hate, though. No. 
it was like you get on my fucking nerves, That's but what it was I'm never saying. hate. When I say love hate relationship, I mean that like it's not like you hate that person's good. Some siblings do, okay? Not saying all of them, but some siblings do. But there's that relationship where you're annoying the shit out this person. You're getting on their mm-hmm. nerves. They actually do something simple, you don't want to do it type shit. But let somebody talk shit about your brother or sister or something like that. Then yeah. you, you ride or die for them. But we have kind of more stuff to argue about because we had to argue about who was on the phone first. Like say we go somewhere. And, um, you know, we've been gone, so mm-hmm. you want to talk on the phone to your friends. It was only one phone, yeah. so we'd be in the car. Yo, your dad would be like, first on the phone, you'd be like, dang. <laughs> and so then it's like, you got to wait till they get off the yeah, phone, just, and then it, it if it's too forever. late. You can't get on the phone. If it's too late, you can't call nobody, because think about it. You're not calling somebody's house at 10 o'clock, nah. and they parent, this is the house phone. Oh, it so ain't like, parents gotta pick up. you because I've been told, I know plenty of people told, such and such can't take phone mm-hmm. calls after 9 o'clock mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, And that's the worst thing. You got to be like, hello, may I speak to um, such and I such? I remember them days. But it was I like you would days. argue because then you'd be like, all right, well, hurry up or whatever. And then, or you'll be like, do do something mad to pick up the other phone uh-huh. or just press the button while they're on the phone. Quit playing, quit playing. Just do stupid stuff like that. So, But that yeah, we used to argue about that. We used to argue about who's sitting in the front seat. Yeah. Um, well, we didn't argue. That was above and Crystal. They used to always fight about who's sitting in the front seat. Mm-hmm. So they would both have to sit in the back seat. Like, they would argue for real, for real. That joke used to be so funny. Like, they would just be arguing for real, for real. And then they end up both having to sit in the front seat. It, it got to a point where they had to have weeks. Yeah. This show week to sit in the front seat. This oh, show they week. Bad. They was bad, bad. Dang. That joke be so Dang. funny. Oh, I, said, I, I never had that. The whoa. Lucy was is five years apart from me, and Tina's a ten to eleven years apart from me. Even though they five years apart, so even though they have a little close relationship, me and Lucy never really got into arguments or anything like that, except for over chicken nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like it was always <laughs> petty shit. It never was mm-hmm. nothing like that's super y'all serious. are gonna be the funniest because Lucy would be. But you would antagonize her. If you don't know it. Lucy, if she don't like you, you think she is so quiet and mm-hmm. shy. Lucy is not quiet and shy if you know her. You don't know everything. Nope, nope. Nope. You not eat 10 nuggets. I got it last time. She with talking mommy. about no, she you was eating 10 chicken nuggets. And she was about five. Right. That's what she I'm was like, like six. He was like, you can't eat 10 chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, you don't know everything. He was like, I got it. She was like, I got it last time. She was like, you share it with mommy. No, no. So I got her. I think I only got her six. That's when they came. And she didn't even eat all the six nah, or you whatever. Ten. You got and she didn't eat them nah. all. And, I, and, and she asked you... me if I wanted to finish them. And guess you... what I did? You finished, <laughs> finished them? them? Yeah. But you talked your junk yeah. to her. I was like, see, I told you. She was so mad. You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then you'd be like, all right, all right. You don't know everything. That was her favorite. You, you don't, don't know, know everything. everything nope. You don't even know everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, dog. I know you can't finish 10 chicken nuggets, dog. Yeah, that job was funny. And then it was even funnier when she didn't finish. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she had to eat that bite because that Because I'm like, all right, I'll get it to yeah. her. She talked about it. But then next day, and I had to remind her when we went to get I'd be like, remember last time you got six, 10, you yeah. didn't get it? So you just going to get the six piece. Okay. Yep. See? She was good. That joke was funny as heck. Oh, I said, yeah. But I mean, no, I, I always had a love relationship. We fought, but that's what we do as siblings. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't tell each other on each other like when mm-hmm. we snuck company over or whatever. Yeah, we no, didn't we tell didn't or that. anything like that. That's one thing we didn't do a snitch on each other. We were threatened to tell. Yeah. We always threaten. I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell. We Ooh, never tell. Ain't nobody telling. Yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody telling. Ain't nobody snitching. We got each other's back. You know, that's my road, dogs. Now, Tina and Lucy, they used to go at it growing up. 
I mean, they better now. They were way, way better, better now. Way better. That's just that sisterly yeah, thing. And then Lucy, that was her younger oh sister. Goodness. So she was so protective, but you, she should have hit her a few times yeah, a back in times, the day. But she Tina used to stand on her head back mm-hmm. in the day. And I used to be like, Lucy, you got to beat her up. They nobody tried me. I was the mm-hmm. brother, so nobody tried me. You know, I wasn't breaking it up. I was going to let them <laughs> thug it out. <laughs> but not me. I used to talk shit to them. And now they talk more shit than mm-hmm. I do, yeah. <laughs> so it backfired on me. I know that group chat crazy, ain't it? Always crazy. We be cooking each other all the time. All the time. If I don't get a haircut for a long time, they call me homeless. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. Tina the mean sibling. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> she is. She don't play. Yeah. But we don't play about each other, though. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's cool. That's cool. I know you posed a question. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. I got to thinking. You know, we call a lot of people GOATs, um, you know, with LeBron just finishing, you know, um, getting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's um, scoring record. And, you know, mm-hmm. we, there's a lot of other players that don't get the recognition. They may not have those stats or, you know, their time was short uh, for certain whatever whatever reason. You know, we have musical artists or athletes. What are your uh, favorite or best musical artists or athletes that – have that are great but don't get the proper recognition that they deserve it could be past present whatever uh i don't you might he might get the you might think he get the recognition but he's my favorite player he doesn't play anymore Dwayne Wade yeah sometimes i don't feel he get his just due as far as the the one of the best, best mid-range the best shooter, one, one of the, the best, best mid-range shooters yeah. to play he was a good defender mid-range shooter and he could take it to the rack and his clutch play was mm. A one. So sometimes I don't feel he get the recognition he gets. He probably I don't know if he's he. I think he will get in the Hall of That's Fame. That's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. D Wade is but, a Hall um, of Famer. But I just don't think because when you talk about that draft, because all of them, LeBron and all of them, I don't think he just because LeBron was in the draft. Yeah. So I don't think he gets Melo was in the draft yeah. too. But well, um, CP was in the draft too. Yeah. So I don't think he gets the recognition. Um, I, let me think on it for um artists, music artists, or whatever. What do you think? Um, what do you, who do you have? I used to love and what was his name in in basketball? I can't think of his name right now. Oh my goodness, I had it on the tip of my tongue when I posed this question to you. But I'll just, I'll for? just go. I'll do something someone different. I used to like uh, Brandon Roy when he used to play for Portland. Oh yeah, but he was cut short because of his injuries. Injury. But he was yeah. a bomb ass player. He was gonna be a great, great ass yeah. player, man. He didn't great have no cartilage play. in his no. knee or something like. Yeah. Every time he landed on everything, it was like his knees was messed up. But like with him, like seeing him play, and this was back when Dame was coming off the bench. You feel me? Dame. You feel me? So like seeing him play it was just like, man, he, he could do everything, but he was always injury stricken. Stricken. So it you was know, like, it messed me up. You know, one player, I think this is a football player. He would have broke so many records. Josh Gordon. Josh Gore. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah. He had he oh, had yeah. drug habits, but I, it, I think it was drug, just weed. He smoked weed. He had no yeah, drug habits. But he they made it weed. seem like it was something but crazy. But back then, they, weed right. wasn't as allowed. And, and it's still not allowed mm-hmm. in the NFL. But anytime he was played, mm-hmm. his numbers were crazy. crazy. So like, just he only played like would play like two to four games a oh, season. Season. But if he played, even if he played four or if, five seasons straight. <laughs> Dog, every record. That's what I'm saying. Come on, having ten games and having fourteen hundred yeah, yards. A, yeah. You feel me? Like ten I, games, I, I bro. Always, <laughs> I always wanted to see how he would work if he played a full and season. Then he even high. Just one full season. And he high. 
Right. He probably would have had multiple 2,000 yeah. yard receiving seasons. It wasn't no PEDs. Yeah. It wasn't no high performance enhancement drugs. He was smoking weed, bro. <laughs> if anything, he was chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. One, um, it was an artist. It's an artist that I like. Um, she, to me, she had one of the dopest albums. A tweet. Um, not tweet. <laughs> um, she, her name is Kanye Doss. I've heard of that. Uh, one and her first album, what's her first album? To me, that album is the bomb. Uh, dang, and but you never—I don't think it's on streaming anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, I used to—I used to love that album. Like, I mean, I don't know if she would um, ever get notoriety because she's kind of like a neo soul type yeah. artist. But Kanye Doss, I'm trying to find the. Um, just, it's called Just Because. Okay. This is her second album. But that album to me is is a fire album. It's like a just a slow jam neo soul type album. Like if you want to just check somebody new out, it's um, Kanye Doss just because. Like to me, and that came out in 04. So that's one of those artists. Like yeah, I don't think she get her just due either. So that I mean you know reason for uh, reason a part of TDE is really good too. Uh, he's a uh, under Kendrick Lamar now, but yeah. you. You don't really know who Reason is, do you? No. Nope. Exactly. So, but he's a really good artist that's a part of him. But he's not He's not that gimmicky. He doesn't have that big flavor like Schoolboy Q does or App Soul mm-hmm. or anything like that. App Soul needs his recognition too as well. So even Schoolboy Q, like to me, it's like, I think they'll have more longevity. Yeah. Because when you're true to you, yeah, it, you may not sell a million records your first album and then, but a lot of people will sell a million records their first album, and that'll be the only album they, do, they yeah. have, as opposed to somebody but consistently in this game. The thing for 10 with years. Q, he had he got his recognition too, because when he made that Collard Greens, that was like his big little studio, his hit. Oh, he okay, made a yeah. studio hit, but he had a, a, a mixtape called uh, oh, what was it called? Uh, it was a college one. It was Set Habits and Setbacks, or uh, something in Habits too, where he got um. He had a uh, he had a song with uh, uh, ASAP Rocky on there too that's really good as well. Hands on the wheel. Mm-hmm. Now when they made that album, this was before he had the collard greens and all that extra yeah. shit. That that shit was so good. But yeah. then he did collard greens and that's when he went mainstream. He had his little mainstream buzz. Okay. Reason you don't even know who the fuck that is unless I, I yeah. just told you that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean I've heard of her, right. but at the same time. I just- I probably heard a song or two. Yeah, you but heard I a song, but it's like, you know. Top, like, okay. Exactly. But yeah, a lot of times a popular artist, I mean, I'm cool with it. Like, you either know or you don't, but they still got a nice fan base right. where they may not be able to sell out arenas, but they could sell out places that hold. You a could fill out the film or something yeah. like that, or the Fox. Yeah. Do something like that. Or uh, Phyllis Hyman from back in the day, even though she died. Yeah. She was good. But, um. Yeah, she could blow. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for this Super Bowl though. I know we about to get ready to enjoy this Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, this Super Bowl. So, but uh, that's all I got for the people. Uh, read, drink water, please. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, my my little my little godson was just born last week, and I'm gonna shout him out again. You know, I shot him out last time. You feel me, Zayden Azir Stevens. God daddy love you, boy. I don't care. But, God daddy love you. <laughs> oh, I got to shout out my goddaughter. Why? It's like, no. Because she won. She's a state champion for indoor track in the 400 meter. Delaware state champ. Number one in the state in the indoor 400 meter. Shout out to my goddaughter, Ken Ken. 
Love you, boo. Love you. Congratulations, cuz. I love you, too. Yeah. That was my dog back in the day. That's my dog. That's my dog. And that's all I got. So we're going to end this by saying what? Peace. Love. And hair grease. Which we all need. Yep. And then in the words of my goddaughter, Kai, this is one is for you, baby. Good night. Good night, bruh. B-R-U-H, bruh. Good night, my bruh. I'll see you tomorrow, bruh. Bye-bye, what's up, bruh? Bye, bruh.